Tombo. Hello there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just at Bolsover Castle in Derbyshire, being very silly out in the fields. Oh, is that why we're doing kind of junior jousting? And then our new show, The Game of Death of Thrones of Death. Yeah, it's a working title. Oh, oh, is that why our audio is also so bad? Oh, yeah, we're nowhere near an actual proper microphone, no. Oh, oh, cool. Okay, so, oh, why am I so tired, Tombo? Because you've been working 14, 15 days solidly over two half-terms, all outside, fighting the audience and fighting the wind. Oh, man, what kind of monsters made me do that? I did, Bilbo. I did. <sighs> well, I suppose we should really get on with our third Jorvik Viking podcast thing collaboration, shouldn't we? Oh, yes. Uh, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's Viking it up a notch. This is going to be really good. you friends around your flickering campfires and ah what the midgard is going on i'm trying to do the intro okay you puny god i'll smash you good will you please stop smashing it's our third collab with that jorvik viking thing podcast pop pop and there's so much to cover this time, the story had to start before the episode did. Well, Tombo, I must say, this is a new low for... The Silly History Boys Show! Where are Bilbo and Pearbear? Now you die, godling! No idea. I'm sure they'll turn up. We'd probably better get out the way of all that. That's a very good idea. Leg it! I'll give you one last chance, Loki. Give me what I desire, or this shall be your end. Okay, wait, wait. Are you seriously telling me, Thiazi the Giant, that you want me to steal the goddess Eden and give her to you? And her golden apples. And the apples. Those apples are what keeps the gods young. They'll definitely know that they've gone missing. Not my problem. Eden and her golden magical apples, or you die. Oh, fine. Seems like the type of chaos and trickery I'm known for anyway. Give me a minute. I'll use my magic to contact her. That's not magic, it's a mobile phone. It can't be a phone. Not been invented yet. Magic. Hello? Oh, hey, Eden. What do you want, Loki? Why do you presume I want something? I might be calling for a catch-up. Are you? No, I want something. What is it? Any chance you could come to this undisclosed forest location and bring all your delicious magic apples? Uh, no. Oh, please. Oh, all right. But you better not be about to hand me over to a giant that's going to abduct me and take me to Jotunheim. Definitely not. Thanks. Ooh, ooh, also, try to leave without being seen so no one will know where you've gone. Well, obviously. Bye. Bragi, I'm going out. Wow, wow, wee wow. Okay, bye. <sighs> She'll be here. Shortly. Wow, man. That was cold. I told you. 
It's just the sort of chaotic trick I'm famous for. It's on brand. And so the giant Piazzi waited for the goddess Idun in the forest. The moment she arrived, he grabbed her and her apples and took her to Jotunheim, the realm of the giants. It was not long before the gods noticed that something was amiss. Somebody! Oh, please help me! Baldo! Baldo, my dear child! What's wrong? Father Odin! I, I can't even say it, yo! It's too awful! I, I don't know if I'll ever be the same! But what in all the nine realms has happened to you? I was brushing my awesome and lustrous hair just a moment ago when I saw... <laughs> Saw what, Balder? What? A uh, grey hair! <gasps> oh no! Father, Odin, there's something very wrong in Asgard. For my muscular boy, do you have a grey hair as well? No, Dad, it's worse. I was bench pressing a longboat to impress my mates when my arms started to feel tired. Well, there's only one thing for it. I shall have to stand up and... Oh, I've thrown my back out. The mere act of standing up has destroyed my spine entirely. By the all of us, we're starting to age. Oh, no. Has anyone seen you done on our magic golden apples recently? Uh, Bragi, have you seen your wife? Wowie, wowie. As usual, Bragi, the beauty of your prose brings me close to tears. Well, everyone, if we're to believe what Bragi has told us, Eardan has been missing for weeks. Like I said, Dad, something is very wrong in Asgard. And we all know what that means. If there's something wrong in Asgard, yo, then it's usually... Loki's fault! Oh, hey, everyone. How's tricks? That's a question we should be asking you, Loki. I don't like tricks. None of your nonsense now, Loki. Where is Yerdun and her magic golden apples? Huh? Oh, I bet you do, Loki. I bet you know very, very well where she is. Nope. Right. Mjolnir, to my hand. It's hammer time. Uh, why is smashing my head in with your magic hammer? Always your first choice. Because it always works. Now! Fine! He done is in Jotunheim. The giant Theazi has stolen her, along with her golden apples. How did you allow this to happen? I was being beaten to a pulp by Theazi, and it was the only way to make him stop. Also, I thought it was funny. You've gone too far this time, Loki. You always say that. Baldor, are you becoming predictable in your old age? I'll scratch your eyes out, you son of a giant! Baldor, calm yourself. Loki, rescue Eardon or die. There are no other options. Oh, fine. Freya, lend me your cloak of many feathers. What? No way, Loki. You got gravy all over it after that caper to Frim's Hall. It wasn't gravy. Thor murdered all the frost giants, and some of them got on your cloak. I was the splattery, not the splatterer. That's episode five, listener. Um, 
I thought you could shapeshift. I can, or I can't, depending on which story you're telling. The silly history boys tend to use whichever version of me is the most useful to the story, and in this version, I borrow your cloak, and it turns me into a falcon. Now, please can I borrow your cloak of many feathers, so I can fly to Jotunheim and rescue Edun? I suppose so, but have it professionally washed before you bring it back. I promise nothing. And so Loki flew to Jotunheim, the realm of the giants. Oh, hey, Eden. How's Jotunheim treating you? Loki, you massive bumhead! You let me get abducted? <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. I hate you so much. Stop moaning. I'm here to take you back to Asgard, aren't I? I'm basically a hero. Where's the giant? The Arzi. He's gone fishing, but he could return at any moment. Best get moving then. Now, I've got to be a falcon, so you're too big to ride me. Oh, I know. I'll turn you and your apples into a nut. Don't you dare turn me into a nut. I'm back from my fishing trip. Eden, look, I caught a really big Loki. You couldn't catch a Loki if you tried, you stupid giant. Yoink! Oh, no, you don't. Eagle me. Go! And so, in a very similar scene to our first collab episode a couple of weeks ago, the god and the giant transformed into birds and began a race to Asgard. Falcon Loki grasped the nut that was Idun in his talons and sped over the realms as fast as his feathers could carry him. But Fiazi had taken the form of an eagle, and his immense size and power meant he was catching up with Loki very quickly. At last, Asgard became visible, and Loki gave one final burst of speed. The gods piled up wood shavings on the walls, and as soon as Loki passed over them, they set the shavings aflame. But the Arzi eagle was going too fast to stop, and plunged through the wall of fire. Oh no! The Arzi's feathers caught a light, and he smashed into the ground. <laughs> Quick, everyone! Murder him before he turns back into a giant! Right you are! <laughs> and once again, my hammer saves Asgard. Hooray for Thor! Well smashed, Thor! Well smashed, yo! Hey, I'm the one who rescued Eden. I'm the hero. Look! I turned her into a nut because I'm a genius. I fixed the problem. Fixing it doesn't make you a hero if you caused the problem in the first place. Loki and British politicians. Now turn Eodun back into a person at once. Oh, fine. Loki! Make with the apples. Baldor might get a wrinkle in a minute. Hey, I heard that! And so the gods feasted once more upon the magic golden apples of Yedun and were instantly restored. Having regained their youth and vigour, the gods apparently forgot all about Loki's naughtiness and carried on with their usual adventures until... Asgard! Hear me! I am Skadi, daughter of Thiazi, whom you murdered! And I am here for revenge! Uh, come now, young giant lady, perhaps we could come to an agreement. Uh, what if instead of revenge we offered you compensation? 
After all, the whole mess was caused by Loki, so we should probably admit fault. Oh, wow. Thanks for throwing me under the cart. What sort of compensation? A marriage. To whom? Ah, well, that's where the fun starts, see? I am going to line up some Asgardian bachelors, and you can pick whichever one you like. I choose Baldur. Uh, no thanks. Uh, no, uh, wait. You can pick whichever one you like, but you can only see their feet. Yeah, you, you have to choose a husband based on their feet. Um, okay. Odin, are you all right? That took a very weird turn very quickly. Bring in the bachelors! And so the Asgardian bachelors were lined up and hidden in such a way that Skadi could only see their feet. So many feet. Ugh. What's going on with those ones? Is that an extra toe? Ah, these feet are the most beautiful and therefore must be Baldur's. I choose the beautiful feet. Ha! Joke's on you, sister! Because I may be the god of beauty and light, but my feet are just... Well, they're just a bit humdrum, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, actually a little bit sensitive about it, so, you know, thanks for that. I'll unpack all of that later. But it's not about me. It's not about me. This is about you. And you are going to be marrying... Me! Hello there, lovely giant lady. Would you like a breakfast burger? The salty fisherman from episode 9 of the Silly History Boys? Ha ha ha! No, I'm not the salty fisherman from episode 9 of the Silly History Boys show. Miyamoto Masashi part 3 is a samurai one, boys and girls, give it a listen. I am, in fact, Njord, God of the Sea. Pleased to meet you. Hmm. You'll do, I suppose. But listen here, Asgard. I have a condition of my own before I'll swear not to seek revenge for my father. And what would that be? One of you has to make me laugh. Finally! I so knew that my stand-up routine would come in handy eventually. So, everyone... <clears throat> What's the deal with fair trade coffee, yo? I thought coffee was supposed to be bitter. I am so wasted on you people. My subscribers ate that joke up. Loki, you started this mess. What can you do to make Skadi laugh? I, I don't know. I'm more of a trickster than a joker. I suppose I could... Um... Tie testicles to the bit of that goat. Wait, what goat? This goat. <laughs> he's a rescue goat and he's called Billy, which I know is a cliche, but I raised him myself by hand, yo. I'm not tying my testicles to your goat's beard. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, yes you are! It can be a testicle tug of war for the amusement of our new friends, Gardy. But it's not even funny. Oh, I doubt it'll be funny for you, Loki. But I think we might get some amusement from it. <sighs> Fine. Loki's, um... Gentlemen vegetables were tied with rope to the beard of a goat. I've waited a long time for this. Bring it! Maybe this won't be so bad! Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Loki, for once, you are the hero. The giantess Skadi was well enough amused that she swore not to seek revenge for the death of her father, Thiazi. Odin took Thiazi's eyes Gross. and threw them into the sky, where they became stars. Skadi was well pleased by this. And though her marriage to Njord was destined not to last, for a while they were happy and content. The end. And that's the end of our bit of the episode two. We should probably hand over to Miranda and Lucas. Unless, of course, they've put our bit in the second half of the show. In which case, thanks to Miranda and Lucas for handing over to us. Smooth. It wasn't smooth at all, Pear Bear. Oh, come on. It was smooth enough for the silly history boys show. And for that... And all the terrible treatments of livestock. And for all the gentlemen vegetables. We are. As always. Sorry! In Viking times, a thing was a gathering, a place where leaders and warriors could meet and talk. In the 21st century, our thing is a virtual place, where history academics and enthusiasts from around the world can come together to share knowledge. We're your hosts, Miranda Schmiederer and Lucas Norton. So hold on to your helmets for this episode of that Jorvik Viking Thing podcast. You know, I'm not sure a more perfect story for the Silly History Boys exists. Yeah, when you told me we're doing a collaboration with them, straight away I thought the testicle tug of war is going to be right up their streets. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. And I mean, I just have to ask, is that true to the story was there that is true to the story a yeah. testicle tug of war i yeah. mean there's been a lot of out there stuff in the mythology before but that is just bonkers yeah bonkers bonkers world of norse mythology <laughs> yeah <laughs> so where does this story come from so this story once again comes from the prose edda from the section skull scapramal and it's the very start of this section so it's that story within a story once again you know it starts very abruptly we have Agir, remember him? Yes, yeah. he's been kind of in all of the stories, like a minor character in all of them so far. Yes, he appears at Asgard at their very tastefully decorated hall. They give him a lovely drink. They seat him next to Bragi, and Bragi goes, Want to hear a story about a testicle tug of war? As you do when you meet a new friend at a party. Sure, sure, sure. And they just dive straight into it. <laughs> and then he later on tells him the meat of poetry? He does, yeah. Poor Agir gets the entire history of everything <laughs> from Bragi. Bragi just was in like a storytelling mood. Yeah, sure. definitely. <laughs> so you said it like preceded the meat of poetry, but it just kind of started. It was just, bam, out of nowhere. We're in the middle of a story. Yeah, as they said, they had a lot to get through there. Yeah. So they brushed over the start of it quite mercifully. It's got a very weird opening. Um, In the original version, we have Odin, Loki, and Honir, of course, that famous god, (laughs) are out on a camping trip, which happens a lot in these stories. They go camping in Jotunheim all the time. Sounds perfectly safe. That's weird. Uh, They're hungry. They see some cows, so they kill one. As you do. That's a bit rude. Yeah. And they try to cook it, but it won't cook for some reason. Then a bird appears and it goes, hi, I'm magic and I'm stopping it from cooking. (laughs) Right. And they go, how about we'll give you some of it and let it cook. 
but the bird tries to take all the meats. So Loki's a bit annoyed by this. He grabs a stick, whacks the bird, but the bird is apparently made of super glue because Loki gets stuck to it and it flies up and goes, ha ha ha, actually I'm Fiatsi the giant, which is where they started their version of the story just now. I just don't know that I would try to negotiate with a magical talking bird, you know? Well, in the world of Norse mythology, it's just an everyday occurrence, isn't it? (laughs) Clearly. So, okay. So does the story pretty much then follow as the Silly History Boys were telling it? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think Loki phoned the goddess even. We can't Um, rule that out. Maybe the evidence for that just is gone now, you You know? You might misunderstand the kenning. Maybe it didn't mean a mobile (laughs) phone. Uh, Loki just sort of goes, oh, hey, Eden, you know your apples that make people immortal and live forever? I found some even better apples than those. What's better than immortality apples? I don't know. Maybe they taste like chocolate. All right, okay. Yeah, I bet golden apples don't taste very good. You should totally come and look at these and bring your apples to compare because that's a normal thing to do. Yeah. Like, you know, you take your Granny Smith apples to compare (laughs) them to the golden delicious ones at the supermarket and go, yeah, they are a different (laughs) colour. I'm glad I took an apple from home with me to the shop. Uh, The gods get old really quickly. I'm not sure how often they need to eat these apples. Um, So are they eating the apples or are the apples like made of gold and then yeah. like they just need them kind of around the yeah. it's possible yeah uh it's, they don't pop up in any other story though interestingly Weird. Um, they're the MacGuffin of this particular one <laughs> yeah uh loki has to go get her back of course and as the silly history boys pointed out he borrows the magic falcon cloak for some reason in other stories he can just turn into whatever he wants the gravy bit made me so happy that i was just cracking up i can't uh, like i loved that um but yeah why why did he need the magic cloak because this particular author of the Prosedda felt he needed it in this particular instance in other stories he just turns into a salmon or a flea or a horse just like like i mean okay but does he turn into a bird maybe it's only bird things he can't turn into i'd have to i'd have to reread the entire (laughs) editor and look for any instances of birds just to double check that (laughs) And then it pretty much goes, as we just heard, he turns Idid into a nut, because that makes sense, rather than another bird. Yep. Then Thiazzi gets killed, Skadi turns up, and has that weird instance of choosing a husband by selecting them based upon their feet. Now, there is that Channel 4 program, Naked Attraction, where they've got those barriers, and they slowly lift it so you can see your potential partners completely naked. And they start with the feet. Now, a lot of people might have thought that that was just a silly kind of vain show, but it clearly has basis in Norse mythology. It's good enough for the gods, isn't it, clearly. (laughs) Uh, She accidentally picks Njord, the god of the sea. They have a terrible marriage, but we'll talk about that in another episode, I think. (laughs) And then we have the uh, testicle tug of war. Amazing. Which escalates quite quickly. Uh, They go from just a joke to tie your testicles to a goat. (laughs) There's no middle attempt at making her laugh. There's no segue. Someone was just already thinking of that, I think. And then after this happy ending, uh, Thiazzi's eyeballs are thrown into the sky where they become stars. Now, that has happened before. Not with eyeballs, though. Um, It was was somebody's feet or something it, yeah it? it was a toe the toe toe of the giant uh, yes. Aurovandel. so that raises all sorts of questions yeah. about what heavens are made of yeah just random body parts yeah that's a bit gross <laughs> so i mean what i really kind of get from this is that loki is kind of the epitome of like a chaotic neutral really he Definitely. just he just really loves to wreak havoc unless it's not serving him anymore yeah. you know 
So we've talked we've talked about Odin and Thor already yeah. in previous episodes, and Loki is a bit of a middle ground between the two in some respects. So quite yeah. neutral, as you said. In stories like this one, he's a very comedic character, like Thor can be. We're very comfortable laughing about him. And he often goes on little buddy adventures with Thor as well. That's cute. Um, he seems quite downtrodden in this one as well. He does, I was yeah. thinking, everything happens to Eeyore. <laughs> and the testicle type of war happens. The gods are just like, lol, that was funny. Oh, our Loki, eh? Poor Loki. In other stories, he can be violent, murderous, manipulative, deceptive, and disgusting for no reason. For example, at Ragnarok, he will sail a ship made of the toenail clippings of dead people, which is not very LOL. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why they had no problems offering him up for testicle tug of war, you know? Yeah, maybe there. Yeah. <laughs> Punishing him in advance. <laughs> Um, it's really unclear why the gods tolerate Loki, though. I mean, in this case, he nearly lost their immortality. Yeah. And they clearly, they know that Loki plays a key role at Ragnarok. He's an antagonist, but they just sort of go on camping trips with him. It's very weird. I don't know. I suppose everyone has that one chaotic friend, you know? Yeah. Why am I friends with this person? (laughs) (laughs) So outside of this story, we get references to Loki and Odin being blood brothers, who swore a sacred oath long ago, but we don't know what this means. An oath to each other, or an oath to, like... Wedding (laughs) vows. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Best buds forever. So we don't know what this really means. There's clearly some really deep mythology that must have been essential to understanding Loki, and we've lost it. We also know his parents, Alalfei and Farbauti, but we don't have any information about them, really. There's no origin story for Loki. He doesn't appear in the creation myth, for example. He's just there for some reason. Just crops up. Yeah. That's kind of fun. We also know he's got a very long-running and deep rivalry with the god Heimdall. Ooh, what's caused that? We don't know. They just (laughs) mention it all the time. Heimdall's like, ugh, Loki. And Loki's like, ugh, Heimdall. (laughs) There's one story where we know they transform into seals and they battle each other for ownership of Freya's necklace. Why seals? Don't know. Maybe they wore a seal cloak. Oh, (laughs) yeah, 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 sure. And we also know at Ragnarok, they're going to battle each other and kill each other. Spoilers for Ragnarok. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why. Because you, you were saying they have this like precognition of what's going to happen at Ragnarok. Yeah. So maybe they're just rivals because they know that that's going to happen. Heimdall's the only sensible one, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's half god, half giant, Loki. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the other gods are. But the species I or the family of their parents is actually swapped compared to the others so gods like Odin and Thor their fathers are gods and their mothers are giantesses Loki his mother is a goddess his father is a giant so he's kind of equal opposites which probably means something, but we don't really know what. Well, maybe that's why he's chaotic, but also that's not what Marvel says. Yeah, oh, Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) So Marvel, in that very first Thor film, his biological father is the frost giant, Laufey. But Laufey is actually his mother's name in the mythology, so she's been gender-swapped, so... Silly Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) So he's often paired with Thor in both the mythology and in modern stories, where they're like mismatched opposites. Thor is physical, dim-witted and virtuous. Loki is intellectual, magical and selfish. Yeah. 
but he should probably be compared with Odin instead, as they're actually really, really similar in many ways, yeah. just with a few minor personality differences. So both are clearly really, really intelligent. They're supernaturally gifted schemers, and they have no problems harming or destroying other people to further their goals. But Odin has a very clear purpose to his intelligence and what he does. He's always trying to avert his own fate at Ragnarok, which will protect Asgard, the gods, and ultimately us as well, humanity. His methods are very morally questionable, I must say, (laughs) but his goal is very noble. So his keen intelligence is tempered by wisdom. Whereas Loki, on the other hand, he has no clear purpose to his intelligence. He's clearly a genius like Odin, but it's like he doesn't know what to do. He's at a, a bit at a, a loose end, you know. Yeah. Like he's one of he's like a people after uni. And yeah, stuff, you he's know? got his like first class degree in philosophy <laughs> or something, and he's like, "What do I want to do with my life?" Hmm. <laughs> and then he's just you know he's just doing testicle tug of wars with goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sailing ships made out of fingernails, trying it, to find himself. It's his gap year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he ends up doing some really weird things, which can get him into trouble or can cause quite serious harm to other people. And even his iconic antagonistic role as a villain at Ragnarok just seems a bit random. He's just doing things like this purely because he can. Oh, poor Loki. So overall, throughout Norse mythology, Loki is very often portrayed as the bad guy. He's a trickster and he is a liar. But truth and honesty, they're all well and good. But lies and deception, they can be very useful and help the good guys win. So, for example, in modern times, we interpret the modern lesson of stories like The Boy Who Cried Wolf as never tell lies. But a clever guy like Loki would probably interpret the moral lesson as never be foolish enough to tell the same lie twice. Ooh, I like that. It feels like they always have to kind of call him in, like, when things are desperate, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, oh, this calls for a morally questionable character. Yeah, definitely. Loki's an interesting one. I'm, I'm glad we got to listen to this story. So thank you to the Silly History Boys for telling it so well. We also want to thank Zapsplat for providing some sounds for their story. And Scott Buckley for providing the music for the Silly History Boys as well. If you liked this episode and want to learn more about the Vikings, then come visit Jorvik Viking Centre, where you can enjoy the sights, sounds and smells of the Viking Age. You can book your tickets at jorvikvikingcentre.co.uk. Don't forget to rate and review that Jorvik Viking Thing podcast on your podcast app. And if you enjoyed the show, share us with a friend. It's the best way to help support your favorite history podcast. To contact us for more information or ideas for future episodes, you can email us on podcast at yorkat.co.uk. Thanks for listening to that Jorvik Viking Thing podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms. That Jorvik Viking Thing podcast is a production of the Jorvik Group and York Archaeology, hosted by Miranda Schmiederer and Lucas Norton. Researched by Lucas Norton, produced by Miranda Schmiederer, Lucas Norton, and Gareth Henry. Sound designed and edited by Miranda Schmiederer. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was alright, wasn't it? Do you, do you think Miranda and, and Lucas sound a little bit, I don't know, tired of us? Yeah, they've been doing it a long time, and this is our third one with them. Oh, 
what what if we're their version of golden apples <gasps> stolen? Maybe we've stolen their golden apples. Maybe they're maybe they're tiring. Maybe we're bringing Jorvik down from the outside in to our level. Oh, it's all right though. They are they are younger than us. Oh, it's very insightful. I really like what they were talking about with the guards and and the history and that. Yeah, and the, the history of myth, the mythery. Mythery. Oh man, I hope they have us back at least one more time. Oh yeah, no, three's awkward. Four would be brilliant. Absolutely. Right. Oh, just what time is it? Oh, I've got to go work for Tom Furmore at Ting Tang. Uh, whoever. Hate he, that guy. Yeah, hate that guy. Wait a minute. What?